Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com for the biggest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. Big show today. It's a Thursday, so that means we've got lots of Big Sky Conference action. And when you're into conference play, this is one of my favorite parts of college basketball. I know everybody loves the tournament, and uh, they love March Madness, and that's all awesome. I love that, too. I love in February, though, when we start to get a defined league title race, and then you have the games between the two teams that will define the rest of the race. And right now, I think we have five cut-and-dry leaders in the men's side, and I think we got five or six, maybe, on the women's side, and we have a couple of those teams on each side in the Big Sky Conference that are taking on each other tonight. So we'll have full coverage for you leading up to all that, get things kicked off with the Round the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath. This week, our presenting sponsor, Sleep City. We appreciate Sleep City for being involved uh, with what we're hoping is a a worthwhile and uh, maybe even trailblazing show. It's been very fun having Krista here for uh, throughout basketball season, and we'll keep doing this all the way up 
to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise the second week of March. We have tickets to tonight's Lady Grizz game in Missoula. So here's where the games are at this uh, tonight concerning the Montana schools. Lady Grizz hosts Weber State tonight. We got tickets for you coming up. So 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Keep that number in mind if you want some Lady Grizz tickets. It's also, if you see the balloons, you're watching on TV, maybe you're watching on YouTube. It's our 10th anniversary here at ESPN. So uh, we ate cake for breakfast. We gave away a whole bunch of wings yesterday, but uh, giving away 10 wings every 10 minutes, it's pretty challenging. We tried to do that throughout the show yesterday. We had nine lucky winners, so congratulations to everybody out there that won our first of our Superstar Wing It Wednesdays for our 10th anniversary here throughout the month of February. But we'll also throw 10 wings of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill in for you with those Lady Grizz tickets as well. So stay tuned for that. About 4.30, we'll be giving those away, plus your chance to win wings. Bunch of great guests as well here in around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. We'll hear from Seton Soboleski, his team in Bozeman tonight. The Montana State women also have a home game against Idaho State. So that will be a very, very good and competitive game. Sort of a secondary rivalry here in the Big Sky. I should say secondary. It's a primary rivalry. These two teams have a lot of history. And these two coaches, Seton Soboleski and Trisha Binford, have a ton of history as well. And uh, we're also going to hear in hour number two, Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll keep on reminding you how you can win a pair of passes to Boise, presented by Skyline Sports. Brooks swung by earlier this week, and uh, so we get his thoughts about the men's league title race right now. And then tonight in Ogden, Utah, a first-place showdown featuring the Montana Grizzlies and the Weber State Wildcat men. Randy Ray from the Weber State men's basketball team will join us about 5.30. We're also going to take you home with Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. So get uh, some thoughts from each side of that matchup tonight in Ogden. Weber State 10-1 and in league play. Montana 8-2. and These Grizz are ahead of schedule. I was very hard on this team. I was very scrutinizing of them uh, last year when they had a really hard time closing out games. And this year early on as well because they just looked clunky and devoid of any sort of real flow or rhythm. But they got the rhythm a little bit now, particularly on the defensive end. And uh, don't look now, but Montana back in the league title race, as they always have been and as they should be. Always fun when Montana and Weber State square off, especially at the Purple Palace. It's a tough place to win. And uh, nobody's done it better, honestly, than Travis Takir, especially when it comes to taking on Randy Ray. So there you go. There's your show for Thursday. It's pretty cold out there, but uh, snow expected the first couple days of the weekend. Lost Trail Powder Mountain, they're open Thursday through Monday, 9.30 to 4. For any and all information about Lost Trail, all you have to do is visit losttrail.com. Lost Trail, go for the snow. And how can I forget this? We also have multiple other prizes for you today. Not just Lady Grizz tickets, not just some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We also got a couple craft cocktails courtesy of the AC Hotel. Excuse me, that's tomorrow. I'm out of rhythm here because that's Carolyn's segment, and we usually play that on Thursday as well, but she's swinging by tomorrow. So there you go, a tease for that. But we also have a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market as well, so I look forward to that. Krista, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Hello, Coulter. I'm doing great. First and foremost, uh, happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day. That was yesterday. Uh, I was feeling sort of sad because usually uh, our mutual friend and colleague, Alex Eshelman, uh, comes on on Wednesdays, and I was so excited to have her on yesterday, but then it was National Signing Day, and, you know, she has a real job where she has to run around and, and uh, interview all sorts of future college athletes, so we didn't have her, but ha- 
thanks for being here, and it's uh, it's always fun having you. So uh, happy Girls and Women in Sports Day. Thank you, Coulter. Inspiring day. No question about it. And, uh, very fun working with all you ladies, and uh, you definitely enhance what we do uh, around here. The since the last time we talked, you're San Francisco 49ers, and you put you posted an adorable picture of you and, and one of your sons <laughs> on Instagram with your Niners jerseys on, and and uh, you know the foam finger and all that. But a heartbreaker against the Rams, but overall a good season uh, for the Niners. But the question that everybody's asking, what's up with Jimmy G? Where is he going? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a Niner next year or not? What a graceful exit if he does. I exit. thought so too. Uh, it's tough. Um, I, I still have that game. I'm still playing through it in my head. I mean, Debo Samuel doesn't touch the ball for the last 13 minutes. I think the big, huge shift in the game, Coulter, was the dropped interception. It was. Yep. So you, you look at the momentum shifts and, you know, fourth and two and we punt. I mean, there's lots of things. It's going to take me a while. Everyone said, Krista, are you going to support Cup? I said, give me a little bit of time. I need just a few days, maybe a week, to get on that bandwagon. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and Cooper Cup is worth supporting for sure for anybody yes, uh, with Big is. Sky Conference ties. By the way, this is just a total side note, but uh, I've been just uh, captivated by watching all the film that's coming out of the Senior Bowl. And we know here in Montana, as well as anybody in the country, just how unbelievably elite an athlete Troy Anderson is, former Montana State Bobcat. But this kid is flipping the lid at the Senior Bowl. He is tearing it up. The videos are unbelievable. He looks like one of the best players there. And uh, just so cool, a kid from Dillon, Montana, who's just competing on the biggest stage. I mean, he's got scouts saying, how was this guy at MSU? It's like, well, he grew up at Montana State. Or he grew up in Montana. Troy Anderson went to one camp. He got offered that day in Bozeman. He said, great, I'm coming. No recruiting, no nothing. Just boom, signs still delivered to the Bobcats. And uh, unbelievable. I actually get sort of sad thinking about that I'm never going to get to watch him in the state of Montana again. But Incredible player. Incredible player. Lots to come for Troy Anderson. Let's dive into it. Around the big sky in women's hoops, the Crystal Red Path. Sleep City, one of the largest luxury mattress dealers in the United States, offering the best brands in the sleep industry. Their five-star rated mattresses committed to improving your sleep by offering you the best specialty mattresses and bedding accessories available with a full line of sleep products accompanied by professional well-trained staff, Sleep City creates an enjoyable shopping experience for their customers. Find out why consumers online prefer to shop the Sleep City way with free shipping, incredible financing, and no sales tax in select areas. All you have to do to shop online, visit www.sleepcity.com to learn more. The Montana Lady Girls, I had a bizarre experience on Saturday. I was going, going around to run some errands because I had a free Saturday afternoon because the Lady Grizz games were called off because of COVID issues. And I see Brian Holsinger at Costco. I said, Coach, I got to say, it's good seeing you around, but this is the first time I've ever seen a coach in season at Costco. He's like, yeah, well, I kind of had the day off, not really by choice, but totally crazy. But uh, the Lady Grizz not in action last week because of first COVID issues in the Idaho program and then COVID issues within their own program. So uh, we still are wondering about this Lady Grizz team. We just haven't seen them that much. I know, played three games since January 6th. And that's hard, Coulter, making the turn in the second half of conference with only playing three three games because now it is going to get heated in this last month before we hit Boise. Uh, the, the health part of this aside, I mean, 
from your perspective, how tough is it to find any sort of rhythm if you're not playing games? Can you simulate that kind of stuff in practice? Or, I mean, is it re- are they losing ground by not having played? From player perspective, I, I think it would be very tough. I mean, when I played for the Lady Girls, we had extremely competitive practices that Coach Selvig actually ke- kept to a minimum. Right. We didn't practice a lot because we were we went at it so hard. <laughs> I believe that considering minute. some of the, the women you played with. I totally believe we that. We were fighting for every minute. And so he would just keep it pretty short. And we were in game mode. I think... I think the hardest part for an athlete would be that transition between practice and and the game speed. It's just slightly different, and you get in that mentality of going to battle versus just working on your X's and O's fundamentally in practice. The last we're going to get into, because we don't have much Lady Grizz actual action to talk about, we're going to talk about some of Krista's favorite memories from her time when she was playing for the Lady Grizz in the late 1990s here in Missoula. But first, a couple, there were games last week that didn't involve Montana, including a couple uh, that were kind of raising some eyebrows. You and I were at the Grizz men's game, and right when it got over, you must have started checking scores on your phone because you texted me right away, and you said, holy cow, uh, Sacramento State went into Idaho State and won and won going away. It was, I just, I Coulter, I couldn't even believe it. My jaw just hit the ground, and it's just, you know, Sac State took like 55 shots, and 38 of those attempts were by... Lillian Tillman and Isnell Nedebo. I mean, it's like that. You look at those two, and they single-handedly took down Idaho State. But there were a lot of other things. They out-rebounded Idaho State. They basically controlled all aspects of the game. But here's my theme, Coulter. Do you want to hear where I, 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 where I, I, I think yes, this I all went? I think Idaho State is without a, a true center. Yes. And Steffi, or excuse me, um, Ellie Smith, yep. you know, she was, she had three rebounds in that game. And I think that if you look at Idaho State, that's where their weakness is. They're versatile. They'll, they're agile. They can take the ball to the hole. But if it comes down to battling on the boards, they could end up on the losing end. And so that's their one weakness. I don't find very many weaknesses with them. But I definitely think when you look at Natabo, she had 17 rebounds as well. I've been waiting for the 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 character to, to jump out and captivate me. Somebody that I didn't previously know to, to sort of uh, follow, and I finally found it. It's Isnell Nadabo. I, I, I didn't know much about her until studying up on her the last couple of weeks because she has been an absolute key to Sac State overcoming uh, a, a losing streak to start conference play, and now right in the mix – but this young lady, she's a true 6'5", but she's very athletic. She can run baseline to baseline, and she has been a revelation. I mean, she's averaging 14.5 points and 11.3 rebounds. She's one of the toughest post players in, in the Big Sky Conference. She is, and she's a sophomore, so she's a transfer from Iowa Western, but just one year. Right. So what a find well, by this, Coach this, Campbell. You have to imagine that, that Mark Campbell had identified her when he was at Oregon. And then that he used that relationship to then bring her to Sac State because I mean watching her, she is an absolutely high level player. I mean this is this is a just in terms of athleticism, she could absolutely be played in the Power Five. So you have to imagine that Mark Campbell identified her early, and uh, then when he got the Sac State head job, he, he convinced her to come with him to Sacramento. Right, I, I definitely agree with you, but I also think they have a couple other weapons. Summer Menke, which has been a name that we've known around Sac State, probably their best returning player from a year ago. Right, and also. 
Katie, um, excuse me, Katie, and I hope I'm going to say this right, Penaweta. I think that's good. Uh, and I also think she's given them great minutes and also A great points. freshman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you look at Sac State, they have clearly two players that take the majority of their shots, but there's other weapons that make their, their team more of a collective um, team environment. Uh, yeah, Mark, Mark Campbell's done a great job of writing that because it's fascinating to watch Sac State, the evolution of Sac State. Sac State... Um, sort of under the radar was a program on the rise in this league. And then Jamie White took the job, I believe at Fresno state. She, she left for a, a bigger job and Bucky Harker road took over and his first couple of years, he had a flush cupboard of talent and Sac state remained very good. And Harkle Road was such a, an interesting coach because of his philosophies, wanting to shoot 100 threes and 40 offensive rebounds a game. All statistical. All statistical, all based on analytics, pressing from start to finish. Those Sac State games used to go be they, – they were must-watch because you'd see 100 all the time. I remember watching the Cats score 116 on Sac State uh, in that defense. But even though the system was unique, they, they saw their talent not be able to keep pace, and it sort of eroded their, their results. But it shows you just how fast you can turn around a program because – I mean, you bring in Leonard Tillman. I mean, you bring in these players, and boom, all of a sudden now here you are. You're sitting at 5-5 five and five in league play, and you've won five out of your last six. Sac State has been one of the surprises in the league, especially these last couple of weeks. Well, definitely, because they were picked eighth in the yeah, coaches' poll, right? ninth in the media. So you take a look at those. I mean, look at where they are now. I mean, 5-5, five and five, and they're right in the mix. I put them in the top six right now. I think there are six teams that are vying for those top five buys. I always look at the uh, the lines in the Big Sky Conference in terms of the betting because I just think it's interesting to see how Vegas sees matchups. I particularly find it interesting actually looking at the women's lines because oftentimes I think that they, they're spot on and then other times I think that they're so far off. But when I was looking at the matchups in the league last week, I thought to myself, oh, well, there's kind of two surefires here. Idaho State's going to take care of business, get sacked, not so much. And then the other one was Portland State. Portland State has had uh, a trouble finding any semblance of success uh, when it comes to the win column this year in their first year under Chelsea Gregg. But against Southern Utah, took them all the way down the wire, and Southern Utah squeaked by to uh, barely stay in first place as we enter now the first week of February, Big Sky Action. Well, very interesting that Portland State went into Cedar City, okay? And then Portland State actually had to go to NAU, and then they played Southern Utah again. So Southern Utah had all the time, I mean, two extra days, to prepare for Portland State. But that first game, um, a one-point game, and I I have to go down to this last... I watched it, Coulter, and I saw the last few seconds unfold, but there was 23 seconds left in the game, and Southern Utah turned the ball over, and the Vikings, with 1.2 seconds left, could not get the ball inbounded. Oh, wow. Okay, they couldn't get the ball inbounded, turnover. Southern Utah, I have to hand it to Coach Sanders. She calls a timeout. It advances the ball. Okay, and then they fire it in to Dari Dodson, and she gets fouled. Misses her first free throw, makes her second. There's wow. the game. Wow. I mean, it's, to me, I, I just was blown away by 23 seconds down to 1.2 seconds, and it ends up in a free throw battle. So then that leaves the standings sitting as they are right now for the top two teams. Southern Utah, 8-1 and one in first place alone. Idaho State, 9-2. and two. Play and chase. The Lady Grizz and the uh, Montana State women are then sitting there at 7-2. and two. But then this all comes around to Sac State, Falling then to Weber State to cap a wild weekend. And uh, Weber State, who's in Missoula tonight, they raised some eyebrows by sweeping the Montana schools back in late December, early January. 
And then they lost by one to Idaho State in Ogden. And that tripped a 16, or excuse me, a six game losing streak. They lost at Idaho, at Eastern Washington in a rematch at Idaho State. Uh, to Southern Utah in overtime and to Northern Colorado, but they snapped that six-game losing streak by beating the SAC team that was on one of the biggest roles in the league. So uh, it's crazy in the league right now. I mean, they out-rebounded SAC, okay? And both teams shot great from the free-throw line. It was very evenly matched. SAC State took 23 threes compared to seven for Weber. So when I take a look at some of that, those are the differences. But when you look at this Weber State team that's going to give Montana all their, all they've got tonight... Um, veteran team that's back under Valeda, Coach Valeda Harris, in her fourth season. And you're seeing some really good things from Jaden Matthews, um, Corey Penser, Darren Hickok. There's quite a few players that are adding into the mix. And she plays most of her starters over 30 minutes and yep. goes with a lineup of just five. Yeah, they, they definitely have some of the best top-end talent in the league. And uh, Weber... They deserve some credit, too, for, for uh, being patient because Vlada Harris had a really hard time getting it going. They sort of had to bottom that thing out, and they didn't really have any success. I mean, they only won two games in the league last year. But uh, even though they have had their ups and downs this year, Weber State is significantly better than they have been the last couple of years. And uh, so they are turning a corner in Vlada Harris's fourth season. It's around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Crystal Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. This week, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops is presented by Sleep City. Sleep City is your premier mattress dealer, not only in Missoula, but nationwide. Shop a great selection of Simmons Beautyrest, Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Serta, and King Coil mattresses. Come see us in Missoula or visit sleepcity.com to learn more. I want to talk some Lady Grizz memories because I think that we've told some stories on this show yes, before. Fun stuff. Um, but, you know, we don't have much of Lady Grizz to analyze, and that's definitely one of our primary audiences out there. So uh, take us through it because I think that my mom was listening to this the other day, and she sent me such a great text about just her perspective of the Lady Grizz. And, and she said that it's so hard to build something that's so consistent, so steady, and, and so so transcendent. And, and that's what the Lady Grizz was. It really was a microcosm of everything that makes Montana. I shouldn't say was. It still is. I'm just talking about the Robin Selvig era and the, and the heyday in which you played in. In the 80s and 90s in, it was. And it, I was young, and I yes. looked up to a lot of players for the Lady Grizz. I look at Elisa McLeod, yeah, oh Jean, yeah. Jean McNulty. I mean, you're from Great Falls. So Lisa McLeod from right there in Fairfield. Share birthday. <laughs> I love it. And Lisa's from right there in Fairfield. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was thrilling for you as a, as a young teenager to watch these Lady Grizz that come from just right up the road from where you're growing up. I could say so many, but Marty Leibenguth, Sue oh, Hobby. Yeah. I mean, there's some that, and it's what's interesting, Coulter. Shout I, out Marty Leibenguth, best oh, math teacher I ever had. Marty. We used to, when we were in high school, and this is no shout on our high school coaches, but we wished that Coach that Coach Leibenguth was our coach. We used to say, Marty, come coach us. We want you as our coach because she was such a great coach. Coulter, she would kick me around in <laughs> ball when she had been done for 15 years. Oh, yeah. She was still beating up on me when I was a player. Oh, oh she would come to open gyms even when she was like, you know, in her middle age and just destroy us. Oh, I yeah, learned she's so a great much from player. her. I learned so much from her. Yeah, no, very cool. But uh, I mean, the Lady Grizz, though, it was such it was such a microcosm of what makes Montana great. I remember when uh, and Ryan Tutel and I talked about it on this show. I think actually it was when you and Meg Harrington were in for uh, promotion for the debut of the house that Rob built, the awesome documentary that that Meg helped spearhead all about uh, the Robin Selvig era at Montana. But when I, uh, my family moved here in 1993. Uh, the Tutel family moved here in 1992. I was six at the time. I believe Ryan was probably in his early teenage years. But 
we had no comprehension that women's basketball wasn't the biggest show in town everywhere because it was the biggest show in town in Missoula. Like you could get tickets to Grizz men's games. You couldn't really get tickets to Lady Grizz games. If you got to go to a Lady Grizz game, like you're living large. Like This is a treat. And uh, I think that it's just so cool and so unique, just the heights that it rose to because of so many different reasons. But it's so cool that you were a part of it. It really was. And, I mean, you look back at all those memories. I mean, Robin Selvig swept the floor and pushed the bleachers out. I mean, he grew it from going, going door to door, knocking on people's doors to let them know that the women were playing and really trying to separate from doing the double headers with the men. Totally. Because that's how it always was. The women would play first and then the men. And so there was just something really special about how he grew that. And me, I grew up being a Boston Celtics fan since birth, basically, mm-hmm. when my dad always had the game on. And to have a women's presence over in Missoula, just three hours away for when I was a young girl, to get to see that and want to be a Lady Grizz since I was very young is unique. It is, for sure. And uh, sort of the prestige of women's basketball in this state, I think, is it's on full display as we do this show uh, each week, because I do think that no one out there is saying, why are you guys talking women's basketball for an hour? Everybody's like, we love that you're talking women's basketball for an hour. And it, it's such a great thing that's, um, that I'm not going to say originated in Montana, but it's so prominent in Montana. I think that's so cool. Uh, you mentioned the, the practices when you were playing. I think that's something that that's the elusive thing that, that programs want. And it's so hard to seize is when the internal competition is greater than any you're ever going to, experience outside of your walls it's very similar like what UConn has had like you know our Emma says he challenges these five-star recruits to come and he says the hardest competition you're going to have is every day when you're running the scout team and you're going against five future pros Uh, and I think that the Lady Grizz had that uh, from a certain perspective uh, while you were playing before and, and even after Right. When I look back at the Lady Grizz years, I immediately think of toughness because that's exactly what it was. I actually had a teammate that took a swing at me at practice. Wow. Don Sackman, drum in Montana. (laughs) And I have to say, Greta Koss, who's one of the greatest Lady Grizz ever and one of my very best friends, um, she had it harder in practice against Don Sackman than any game in her career. (laughs) That should say something. (laughs) No question about it. And Greta Koss, I remember I... uh, when I was probably like, oh, I don't know, nine or ten, I got Greta Koss's autograph, and I just thought it was the greatest. I bet, I bet I probably still have that somewhere. That would be cool. Those autographs uh, are amazing. I, you know, oh, I have Shannon's, sure. Shannon Kate. Oh, of course, I mean, everyone of who had Shannon's, uh, you know, autograph, it was just so special. You gotta love it. Well, do you have any good uh, Big Sky tournament stories? Because I know that uh, this is the other thing that's changed so much about the league. Now, this neutral site tournament, it's a whole different dynamic. It used to be that it was a single site tournament. It was in Missoula. <laughs> that's just kind of how it went. The tournament was here. I think 18 of the first 25 times the Big Sky Women's Basketball Tournament took place, I think it was in Missoula. So uh, it used to kind of just set up shop here in the Garden City. Well, we always set goals as a team at the beginning of the year, and it was always, we never talked about hosting the tournament. It was always win the Big Sky and get to the NCAA tournament and get into the NCAA tournament. And so part of that was winning out in conference so you could get that host. And at that time, only six teams made the tournament. Right. So if you hosted, you only had two games to make it to the NCAA tournament. People say all the time, oh, you always had it in Missoula. Well, we earned it. I mean, my sophomore year, we went undefeated in conference. There were there were some really good teams that I played on. But when I look at the tournaments, um, we were so focused on winning. But my senior season, we played Cal State Northridge here for the championship game in Missoula. And on and, and that senior season, we had gone down to NAU and Northridge on the road and dropped both of those games. 
which was just it felt horrible to sure. win two in a row. I mean, it was very rare for us to win two to, to lose two games in a row. And I think to be able to get back on top after that year, we were in Sentinel and we went through a lot of injuries and had a tough year. Um, but to the only it, losing season uh, of my red shirt year. I, I think it was the only losing season of the last thirty of Robin something. I think he had one or two very early on, and then it was twenty plus twenty five plus wins every year, except for that one year where everybody Everyone, got hurt and you were playing in Sentinel. Blew my knee, Lauren Cooper. There was like foot. four blown knees, oh, wasn't Megan it? Megan blew her knee, Harrington. Yep. I mean, yep. it was just we had a blown knee every two months for most of the season, which was really unfortunate. But that senior season was really special in two thousand um, to do it with all. All my best friends, um, Linda Weiler, Jacobson, Meg Thompson, Meg Harrington. These are players that I came in with as freshmen, and you just grow up together, right? And to be able to do that with though, with that special group and to be able to go, to go on to the NCAA tournament, that's probably my most memorable tournament experience here in Missoula. Yeah, very cool, no doubt about it. And it, also interesting to think that um, the league at that time was vastly different, too. Boise State was just on its way out. Idaho was just on its way out. Nevada had left a couple of years before you uh, joined the Lady Grizz. Cal State Northridge was still in the league. It was just a totally different look than what the league is right now. Right. And I look at Cal State Northridge and Anisha Curry was right. our biggest competitor. She's now an assistant coach for the Trailblazers. Which she's Incredible. the only female assistant in the in the NBA right now, right? Yes. And because she actually, Becky Hammond went where? She was with the Spurs. I think Becky Hammond, I'll look this up. But I know Becky Hammond also had that distinction for a moment. But uh, Anisha Curry now, I think, the only uh, women's assistant in the NBA right now. Anisha Curry was the first female to be an assistant coach for a Division One men's team at the University of Maine. Impressive. So she has been a trailblazer um, from the get-go. And she was was all we could handle. She was such a tough guard and just tenacious and a really good player. Um, she ended up just, I mean, she gave us everything we could handle. And it was really great to beat her on our home floor. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> of, of course, I should know this. Becky Hammond, now the, the new coach of the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. Yeah, she moved over so, to the WNBA. So very cool. I mean, she's, she'll she'll be a great uh, NBA or WNBA head coach, to be sure. Crystal Redpath in studio. It's around the big sky and women's hoops. This week, it's presented by Sleep City. You can always shop in Sleep City in Missoula, but you can also shop online as well. You can check out all of the best in their selection in a variety of different brands just by visiting sleepcity.com. Sleep City, proud presenter of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath. One of the best games in the league so far this season will take place in Bozeman tonight. Some of my most unforgettable memories covering Big Sky Conference Women's Hoops are between Montana State and Idaho State. We'll preview that game, and we'll hear from Seton Sobolewski, the 14th-year head coach for the ISU Bengals. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. in Missoula Sports Center. 
Big Sky Conference basketball is back starting tonight with a pair of premier matchups between the league's best teams, a couple of whom hail from the Treasure State. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In Bozeman, a battle of the Big Sky's best ensues as Montana State hosts Idaho State in the marquee Big Sky women's basketball game of the weekend. MSU 17th year head coach Trisha Binford, the longest tenured coach in the league, has her team riding a five-game winning streak and sporting a 7-2 conference record. Idaho State 14th year head coach Seaton Soboleski, who's the second longest tenured coach in the league, has his defending Big Sky Conference champion Bengals at 9-2, thanks in part to a 10-game winning streak that was snapped last week in Pocatello by Sac State. ISU bounced back with a win over Northern Colorado on Saturday. In Ogden, Utah, the Montana Grizz men can affirm themselves as Big Sky title contenders with a matchup against first place Weber State. Montana is on a four-game winning streak and has won seven of eight overall to take an 8-2 and two league record to the Purple Palace. Weber State sits at 10-1 and one in league play after a 90-84 win over Eastern Washington on Monday. But Weber's lone league loss came on New Year's Day in Missoula. The Lady Grizz host a Weber State team that beat Sac State on Saturday to halt a six-game losing streak. And the Montana State men don't play because of an Idaho State postponement. MSU will play at Weber State on Saturday. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. crazy roommate from Boston when I was in college that used to, if anybody's ever seen the movie Hook, there's the character Rufio who crows at the sun while the sun rises. He used to crow like Rufio and sing this song at the top of his lungs, cleaning the house after we would have parties at like 7 o'clock in the morning. He's the craziest guy I've ever met. He was so fun to live with. But he'd just sing Africa, top of his lungs, 7 o'clock in the morning on, on a Sunday cleaning up all the beer cans. So funny. Shout out, Marky. I know if you're out there in the world, if you're ever listening to this, you're the man. Great memories with you. Krista didn't know, though, that there was a cover of this song by Weezer rather than uh, by Toto. So, you know, a little throwback. If Krista's in the studio, you never listen to 80s music. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Krista Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Before we get to the game in Bozeman tonight, there's a game in Missoula tonight as well. We were state in town. And uh, it's been a little while since we said this. Montana looking for revenge against Weber State. Weber State knocked out of Montana down in Ogden uh, about a month ago. And uh, we have four tickets for you to tonight's game between the Montana Lady Grizz and the Weber State Wildcats. Call us right now. We'll even throw in uh, a 10-pack of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as well. 406 406- 888-1029-888-1029. Call us right now. Caller number two, we got a four-pack of tickets to tonight's Lady Grizz game for you. 888 oh, One last thought on this one. Uh, what do you think are some of the keys of the game for the Lady Grizz? They've been off for a little while. Um, I'll just put it frankly. You can give me all the ins and outs of the matchup. You can't get swept by Weber State if you're Montana. If you want to be a conference contender, you, you can't get swept by Weber State if you're Montana. For sure. Well, when I look back at the game that Weber State Montana the first time around, uh, Weber State was up 16 to four in the first quarter. Right. So I think if you're Montana, you have to come out and command your offensive presence early and not let a team like that get rolling because that's exactly what happened in Ogden. Right. No question about it. The Big Sky Basketball Tournament, about five weeks away. Crazy that it's closing in like it is. 
Krista will be there on the call for each and every of the women's games. Jenny Cavanaugh will also be uh, on the call on behalf of the Big Sky Conference. I'll be there as well, provide a bunch of content for the Big Sky, and uh, my whole team at Skyline Sports will be there as well. If you want to go, we got a pair of passes for you. It's the Big Sky in Boise, presented by Skyline Sports. Hit us up on Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT, at 1029 ESPN, or at Krista Redpath. Or you can text us, 406-888-1029. Text us Big Sky in Boise. Or text us anything. Just say you want to go to Boise. Any, any and all engagements work. But Big Sky and Boise probably the easiest one for you to remember. Krista, tonight in Bozeman, a uh, matchup that I've grown to love, and there's a variety of reasons why, but the, the entry point to why Montana State and Idaho State women's basketball is always such a great matchup is because it's two of the best coaches, if not the two best coaches, in the Big Sky Conference. Seton Soboleski at Idaho State, Trisha Binford at Montana State. Coach Ben in her 17th season, Seton Soboleski in his 14th season, and I think that it's not just their prowess as coaches, but they have just opposite styles. That And that's what makes it so entertaining. The style they want their teams to play, the style they coach in, there's just a huge dichotomy there. And uh, I think that's why it's always such a competitive game uh, when Idaho State and Montana State play. Well, for sure. I mean, when I get down into the nitty-gritty matchups, it gets really exciting. You know, Montana State's a team that switches every single screen. Idaho State likes to come off those screens and go to the hoop, you know, hard hard dribble to the basket. They've got lots of um, interesting personnel matchups. For when sure. you look at the guard play of Diaba Canante and Dora Golish and even a Tamika Whitman. For sure. Out there against a Darian White, Aaliyah Beatty, Caitlin Lamardo. So you look at that, even that matchup there, and then you go down low. And even actually, I should say in the three position, you look at a Steffi Ors, and she's also a huge weapon for Idaho State for sure. and offensively has really just been on fire this year. Um, and Callie Bourne coming into the mix, yep. uh, shoulder injury from the first time she played the Cats. But we love Callie Bourne on the show. Oh, Walter. yeah. Callie we Bourne. make no bones about loving yeah, Callie, Callie Bourne. Callie Bourne's an awesome style. basketball player. Um, but I also look at like a Cola Bad Bear who's come on for Montana State. She absolutely has. And, Building senior products. Oh, she's just playing great down low. And if you're Montana State, you got to keep her in the game. You don't want her to pick up fouls. So both of these teams, foul trouble will become part of this game if one of these teams gets more fouls and ends up with, with players sitting on the bench because of it. One of the best individual matchups you will see in the Big Sky this year. I think probably the two best athletes in the Big Sky, just in terms of their speed uh, and quickness. Diaba Canate from Idaho State, Darian White from Montana State. Uh, there really isn't two players like them that can guard you from, from uh, baseline to baseline for 94 feet for 40 minutes straight. And uh, this is a point guard-driven league. That's sort of what basketball has become um, at almost every level of hoops. But these are two of the best point guards in the region, not only in the conference. Diaba is so quick. So here's, quick. here's what my drawback on Diaba is and where I think Darian White could really shine is Diaba will turn the ball over. She'll get going she pretty fast. She can be erratic. She'll get a little bit erratic. And against a player like Darian White that is so on top of steals oh. and on top of having her hand on every ball, um, if you're Coach Soboleski, you've got to keep her disciplined because Darian White will punish you. Darren White had uh, 10 total steals last week, just in the span of two games. I mean, she is she's a theft master, uh, to And be Leah sure. Beatty, too. Leah Beatty had four steals against the Grizz. I think she should have had five. One yeah. of them, we talked about this last week. But there's also the guard play is, is really aggressively anticipating for Montana State. For sure. And uh, the other thing that I think that this game is going to come down to is uh, 
the shot selection by Montana State because Darian White's going to do what she does. Diaba Kanate is going to do what she does. Whoever can get the upper hand in that matchup will certainly be an upper hand for the matchup overall. But as you mentioned, Idaho State, they sag into the key quite often. I mean, they want to bring you in and, and beat you up and or talk you into casting threes because they're just going to get every rebound. And uh, so Montana State, though, they have to be patient. They have to execute their offense and get good shots because – Idaho State does not care one bit about making this an ugly game. In fact, that's what they want. And you're absolutely right on the rebound. So the first time around when these teams went at it, Montana State got out rebounded by 15. It was very critical, both on the offensive and defensive end. So I think you nailed it, Coulter, when you said that's going to be a huge key to this game. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, presented this week by Sleep City. Jet and Jennifer Hagen, leaders in our Missoula community, opened Sleep City in January of 1999, and they continue to own and operate Sleep City. And the future is bright with an ever-changing marketplace. The Hagens both work to ensure that their original sleep concept is maintained as the company grows. You can always visit Sleep City here in Missoula, or you can visit online anywhere in the world, www.sleepcity.com. I, my next gen up here, well, that's why I keep looking up, is having a little issue. Uh, but we are going to hear shortly from Cian Sobolewski, the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, uh, here on Around the Big Sky in Women's Soups. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Cian Sobolewski. Oh, okay. I guess we got to keep talking. So let's um, let's talk about just the league race compared to last week. Mm-hmm. Are we more of a believer in Southern Utah? Because I don't know why I'm having a hard time getting on board. I think it's because I haven't seen them in person because their trips to Montana were canceled. So um, I think that's why I'm, I'm having a hard time really analyzing Southern Utah's women. But are they are they still in the mix as a contender? I mean, they have to be. They're in first place all alone. I think they are. But I also think that they barely beat Portland State, who's at the very bottom of the Big Sky Conference. So if that doesn't show you sure. where someone's exposed, um, I, I think Portland State could end up winning more games. I don't think that they're clearly the bottom of the conference, even though they have just had a grueling schedule in terms of games. Well, they're playing three freshmen in their starting lineup as well. And, I mean, we always see that. If you you go young during your rebuild early, you'll take your lumps tremendously sometimes, but then – vast improvement down the stretch once you start to sort of get in the flow of February and March. I'm really impressed by Dari Dodson. She was Big Sky Player of the Week this last week. 17 points, 14 rebounds, 19 points, and 11 boards. So she plays both ends of the floor really strong. Coulter, I think Lizzie Williamson, who we talked about on the show, 6'5". Utah also State a very, transfer. Also a very strong player. Um, Delani Bellini, Sherida Doherty, and Madeline Eaton have all had their moments for Southern Utah. So I definitely think that they're legit and they are going to be contenders in this race. Idaho State, it hasn't been as smooth as it was a year ago. Last year was one of the... the. It's interesting because the Lady Grizz during the Robin Selvig era had so many premier seasons, so many seasons, they all kind of blurred together because it was like, well, just another 25-win year here, another 28-win year here. But the last couple years, we're sort of seeing these greatest seasons ever in the big sky by non-Lady Grizz teams, right? Montana State had one a couple years ago when they went 19-1 in league, and that, that team so unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament because they were just outstanding with six seniors. Uh, on that squad and uh, you know of course the pandemic canceled it all before they got to play in the big sky title game um, but then last year Idaho State I thought was one of the better 
teams the league has seen, and, and they just rolled. I mean, not only in the conference, but in the non-conference as well. Uh, but this year, even though they are sitting there at 9-2 in league play, this year has been wrought with adversity. They've had so many things uh, not go their way. Right. They definitely have. I mean, Diaba Canante, knee injury. Yep. So she doesn't come back until December. She doesn't get emerged. She doesn't come back into the starting lineup until late December, Coulter. You look at Dora Golish, hand issue. Okay, so she's had problems. She's actually not even back in the starting lineup. But Coulter, is she going to be one of these players like a Peyton Ferris for Montana State that comes in as the sixth man? I mean, I think there's question there as to is Coach Soboleski keeping Dora out of the starting lineup because he believes that the cohesion and the team that he's got on the floor right now is better with Dora Golish coming off the bench. So that's a huge question. If she buys into that role, though, she actually could be one of the best. I mean, she's such an explosive and spurt-like scorer. I think she actually, if she bought into that, could be, you know, a 14 points per game off the bench like she was in the starting lineup already anyway. She's so smooth. I think she's one of the best players in the league. Oh, she's She's great. She's strong. She's skilled, Coulter. And what a great story, too, because one of the most horrific injuries I've ever seen in person was Dora Golish tearing her ACL uh, in, in a completely inconsequential moment towards the end of a tournament game that Idaho State was going to lose and their season was going to be over, and then she tore her knee, and it, it completely ruined her next season as well. And uh, so great story for her to come all the way back from that. Um, but I also think that there's all this adversity that Idaho State has endured, but the fact is they're still among the top teams in the league. They won 10 in a row at one point this year, so it's a great testament to sort of uh, the fortitude of this group. I think it's going to be really interesting in this next month to see as their team gets healthy and they finally can have all of their players playing together because they haven't seen that all year. They have not had all of their key players. The only player they lost is Delaney Moore from this squad. She's now on the bench. Right, she's so an she's assistant coaching. coach, right. Um, but everyone is the same. And I have to say, I'm so impressed with Tamika Whitman's play. She has been incredible this year. Only average, you know, came in 15 minutes last game. And she somehow finds her way into the starting lineup and is an impact player for Idaho State. She's just exciting. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. We'll hear from Seton Sobolewski, the head coach of the Idaho State Bengal women's basketball team, and look at a couple of the other matchups from around the league. This week in Big Sky Basketball, presented by Sleep City. Find out why consumers online prefer to shop the Sleep City way with free shipping, incredible financing, and no sales tax in select areas. Visit www.sleepcity.com to learn more. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops here on Nuanas Now. More right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. 
It's a Thursday, so that means the first hour of each Thursday's show throughout the rest of Big Sky Conference basketball season will be around the Big Sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista, our Big Sky Conference insider and uh, the color commentator for the duration of the Big Sky tournament in studio with us here uh, on ESPN Radio. And uh, Krista, before we get to this uh, Seton Sobolewski interview, Idaho State in Bozeman tonight. Weber State also here in Missoula to play the Lady Grizz. Uh, first, let's start with the game here in Missoula. I know we went over sort of the matchup between Weber State, but on just the strictly Lady Grizz perspective, what are you looking at tonight? Where do you hope the Lady Grizz improve? Because they were rolling along pretty good, and then they lost the rivalry game to Montana State, and they haven't got a chance to get back on the horse yet. So uh, what sort of improvements are you looking for the Lady Grizz? Well, I think winning at home is huge, especially when you take a look at Montana's schedules. I mean, I have all these schedules going through my head, but they go on a very tough road stretch. Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, Portland State, Eastern Washington. In February, they're basically gone. So you need to win these home games. They're very important because you go on the road, you face adversity, but home wins are huge. Absolutely, especially when you play in front of one of the best home court advantages. Uh, that is certainly the case uh, at Delberg Arena. In Montana, at Montana State in Bozeman tonight, the Bobcats are uh, actually one-and-a-half-point favorites in what's expected to be a pretty defensive-type battle. What are the keys for Montana State? Because they are riding a five-game winning streak, and uh, they won those five games over the last 10 days. Can they harness that? Can they carry the momentum uh, from their last time out when they were so good over that 10-day span? Right. I mean, I'm a little sad because I was supposed to be on that call over in Bozeman tonight, and it just didn't work out with, you know, good old COVID and and whatnot. Um, boy, it's going to be a battle over there, just a defensive battle, I think. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a huge um, offensive output because I think it's going to be really tough to get up points. I do. I think Idaho State's going to make it tough for Montana State. I think rebounding, offensive, um, you know, who is going to command the offensive presence out of the shoot? I do think, like I stated earlier in the broadcast, the foul trouble is going to become something. It will um, come into play with two of these teams. And the way Montana State got after the Lady Grizz and really made it tough for them to get into any type of offensive rhythm, I think you're going to also see that for Montana State. One other thing that I see out of Coach Binford is the discipline on the offensive end. She spreads the floor so well. And they are instructed and they're very good at attacking that elbow for sure and when they attack the elbow and they have back doors and cuts to the basket they make it really tough um you, you have to be on your toes and you have to be um really playing good team defense and i think idaho state's one of the best teams in the in the league for defense for the big sky conference so i look at this battle tonight and i think it's going to be really fun i hope that they draw a great crowd in the brick because that's one thing that I've noticed with Montana State. Their crowds have just been going up and up, and they've yep. really garnered a lot of support for women's basketball over in Bozeman, and that's really neat to see. Montana State won 50 of their last 60 at home, so they have one of the best home court advantages in the country as well. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the games tonight include Sac State at Northern Arizona. That game tips at uh, 6 p.m. Southern Utah's at Idaho, Northern Colorado at Portland State, Weber State here in Missoula uh, against the Lady Grizz, and Idaho State in Bozeman against Montana State. You can check out the Idaho State-Montana State game on SWX Montana Television, which maybe you're watching in right now. That game tips at 7 p.m. as well. That is the best game in the Big Sky tonight. Let's hear from 14th-year head coach Seton Sobolewski of the Idaho State Bengals. His team in Bozeman tonight, I caught up with Coach Sobo earlier this week. Seton Soboleski, longtime head coach for the Idaho State women, 
joining us here on ESPN Radio. Coach, thanks for taking a minute. We have not caught up with you here since your team went to the NCAA tournament, and so uh, it's been a little while. Just take us yeah, through it. I mean, yeah, what's what's what was it like last year going to the big dance, and uh, what were some of your favorite experiences from last season? It's a tremendous experience uh, for our team, obviously, and and I've had a chance to go to a couple uh, NCAA tournaments before, and this one was really unique. Um, I loved the neutral site that all the games were played at the Alamo Dome. Uh, and, you know, no one, you never felt like anyone had a real home court advantage. Um, it was a little different with uh, the quarantining. You know, we had the COVID test uh, every single day with all the other teams in the NCAA tournament, and and we were a little isolated. But uh, tremendous experience. San Antonio is a great town, and and uh, yeah, it's just a really special thing to be a part of. Well, coming out of last year, there were so many different rosters throughout the Big Sky, both men's and women's basketball, that experienced so much overturn. I know it's sort of a new frontier with the transfer portal as well as this one-time transfer rule, but your squad returns pretty much everybody. The only ones that weren't uh, returning are the ones that graduated. So uh, how were you able to keep this squad together, and, and what was that process like? Well, you know, they they all really like each other, and I think they really enjoy their experience here. And, and um, you know, they, wanted, they knew if they had all returned that they'd have another good team. And um, so I think that was some of the, the motivating factors and, and uh, you're right, it is a new world, a new new uh, uh, territory with the portal and with one-time transfer exception. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that we haven't had a lot of turnover, that we're trying to do things the right way, and, and uh, people are happy. Well, one of my favorite uh, essays is one by Pat Riley that he wrote back in the 80s, and it's uh, all about the premise of the disease of more and the disease of me. And he always talks about how the only thing harder than winning a championship is winning another championship when you're the defending champions. But your team's been rolling right along. You guys have been tremendous this year as well. And uh, sort of right now, at least in the midpoint of the Big Sky Conference slate, uh, a certain a certain contender for the Big Sky Conference title once again. How have you guys been able to endure that element of it? Because it is sort of hard when you have a championship team that returns a ton and uh, everybody's giving you their best shot. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that, you know, with, with people giving us the best shot. Sac State was... You know, came in the region the other day and was just absolutely incredible and, and and played well. But the road has actually been pretty bumpy. We've, you know, that Sacramento State game we had the other day was the first time where we actually had our entire roster and, and the, the key contributors from last year all together finally. You know, we've had several injuries, a lot of people uh, in and out with nothing career-ending, obviously, but just uh, people being out three weeks here, four weeks there. And non-COVID related, these are these are physical injuries. But we finally got the, the full boat now, and and we're we're trying to get some traction. And and yeah, it's it's definitely tough, but um, I think we're in a good place. The dynamic of Sac State r- reminds me of what I think is one of the most interesting dynamics in Big Sky women's basketball this year, and that is that we have sort of this dichotomy. Yourself, John Newley at Idaho, Trisha Binford at Montana State have all been in the league for quite some time now. But you also have five new head coaches. I've never seen a league with five new head coaches in one year, including Mark Campbell at Sac State, who's got the Hornets playing pretty darn good right now. What's that element like from a coaching perspective when you have so many new faces and sort of unfamiliar styles to prepare for? You know, it's really interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we have an older team who has a history uh, with all the other teams in the big sky, and they – 
they you know they they don't they don't just watch our games or play in our games they watch a film of other teams and, and they do that through ESPN plus and that's been a great situation but um, you know with the new coaches it has brought something different in you know you don't know quite what to expect and there is a large group of uh, new players who are in the league as well along with the new coaches so uh, we're, we're just trying to adjust to it all but I think it's refreshing too you've got some uh, I think some really talented coaches who are going to build great programs uh, who are now in the big sky Season Sobleski joining us, 14th year head coach for the Idaho State women's basketball team. ISU plays in Bozeman tonight. It's around the Big Sky women's hoops. Chris Redpath in studio, but Seton Sobleski on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line with us here. And coach, on the other side of that coin, then you have been now there in Idaho State for quite some time. What's been the tie that binds? What's been the thing that's kept you in Pocatello for this long? You know, my family and I just we really love uh, Pocatello and Idaho, and and I have a younger family. I've got a 10 year old, 8 year old daughter, and and they go to a great school, and it's one of the top 15 safest communities in the country. And, and uh, you know, the things we like to do as a family are right at our fingertips. The hiking, camping, fishing um, have been great. And then uh, we, I've had a chance to work for some great people at Idaho State, and especially with Pauline Theros now. And um, they've just, you know, you know, made it such a great place to live. And it's it's growing. I mean, you're, you're seeing it, obviously, in Bozeman, Missoula, and, all over the Mountain West, the, the influx of people coming in, and uh, you know it's a really growing and blossoming community. Well, it's, it's true. The secret's out for sure, and all the, the places that we for love sure. to live, people's people are descending upon it. They're finding out all our secrets, no doubt. Uh, Coach, let's talk about the, the matchup in Bozeman tonight. Uh, you, you battled with Coach Benford many, many, many times, but it's always a good one when Idaho State plays Montana State. So, to start there, I mean, this is sort of a rivalry uh, within this, not sort of, it is a rivalry within this league. So, uh, why is that, though? Why do you think that uh, Idaho State Montana State seem to always uh, bring the best out of each other? Well, we just have uh, had a long history of playing each other, and like you mentioned, great games. You know, I, I can think off the top of my head, three or four that have always come down to the last possession. Uh, it seems like we always have an overtime game at Bozeman uh, that doesn't go our way. And, and uh, we've gone stretches where we've won a lot in a row against them. And then they've gone on stretches where, you know, they've beat us several times in a row. And, and um, you know, it's just always been a battle. And, and, you know, Trish does a great job. She always has some of the most talented teams in the big sky. Uh, they're well coached, well prepared. She's got a great veteran staff. And, and I just think... Uh, us beating each other up so much over the years has really built this uh, this rivalry. Well, one matchup I'm looking forward to tonight individually is is Diaba Canate versus Darian White, two of the best and uh, most fearsome point guards in the league, particularly on the defensive end. And I know they love competing against each other, and they're sort of in a class all their own just in terms of the way they can play on ball defense. So, uh, what do you think of that matchup? How important will that be tonight? You know, uh, I think both those players you just mentioned are probably two of the three most athletic players in our conference, you know, just with their speed. But then they also have this fierce uh, competitiveness uh, between all of them. And and, um, it's going to make for, I think, a great matchup. And, you know, Daring is so important to Montana State and Diablo is so important to us that um, it just adds to the drama, I think. No doubt about it. Idaho State at Montana State, Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. Last question then, Coach. What are the keys to victory tonight? Montana State's so good at home. How does uh, Idaho State go into the brick and, and get a victory? I don't know. We, we just uh, it, the game. It, 
was so interesting. It, it took us a while to figure out how to score against them. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be a game of us figuring it out. They're going to play really hard. They're going to make some adjustments for the first game. And, and we're going to play really hard and, and uh, see if we can figure it out again. But um, I don't think there's, a, you know, like a dead solid key or keys. You know, they're going to play their style of play. And we're going to play our style and, and just see who can execute the best. See, so Bluski, Idaho State, they play in Bozeman tonight. Brick Breeden Fieldhouse against Montana State. A lot of ramifications in the conference standings on the line. Coach, appreciate you taking some time. Thanks so much for being with us, and good luck. Thanks, Coulter. Any, anytime. Seton Soboleski, head coach of the Idaho State women's basketball team. They're in Bozeman tonight. Winding down around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. This week in Big Sky Hoops, presented proudly by Sleep City. You don't have to just shop here in Missoula. You can also find out why consumers online prefer to shop the Sleep City way with free shipping, incredible financing, and no sales tax in selected areas. Visit sleepcity.com to learn more today. Krista, any, any last thoughts here on, on this week in, in, uh, in the Big Sky? I, I think that a pivotal game is first and foremost for the Montana schools. They had these same two opponents, but on the road uh, right over the new year, and they got swept, and that was eye-opening. I don't think it was a surprise Idaho State swept on their home court, but both those teams coming back from the Christmas break and then getting swept on that road trip uh, not expected. So I, this is a big weekend for both the Montana schools here in the Big Sky. I think for sure. And you, with one month left before Boise, you're really trying to play for one of those top five seeds um, for those first round buys because it is a really big break, especially with conference play ending on Friday. And some of those teams are going to be go, di- go directly to Boise. So I think if you're Montana, first of all, if you're Montana, you want to get that Bobcat Grizz game out of your uh, rear view mirror and you want to play another opponent. So I think if you're the lady Grizz, you want to come out, command your presence, take care of business at home. If you're Montana state, you want to do the same thing on your home floor. So I think that's going to be the plan for this weekend, but the bigger trajectory and the bigger picture is how the tournament is going to take shape within the next month. And I think we have an exciting race, Coulter. No doubt about it around the big sky women's hoops this week with Krista Redpath presented by sleep city. Thanks to Jen and Jennifer Hagan. Uh, and everybody else at Sleep City that's locally owned and operated in Missoula and since 1999. You can also check out their huge online inventory, sleepcity.com. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We got free sandwiches. We also got Brooks Nuana, Skyline Sports, Ray Ray, head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, and Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Nuana's now hour number two coming at you. Krista, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Coulter. ESPN Radio, back after this. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.